Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The real thing has arrived in college. The real thing's about to arrive in the NFL. We're here for you. Lay your anxieties on us, your family. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. You know when you're going through something, there's just a lot going on. It's busy. You've got someone in your ear over here. You've got this event you're not sure about over here. Your kid is messing around at school and screwing up, and you got a parent-teacher conference, and you don't know if that big bonus is coming, and you have that feeling in your stomach, that pit. Well, that's where we're at with football, and I want everyone to know that we're here for you, Okay. Let's talk it out today, friends. Ken Levick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker and a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the overcast, thank God, but still muggy. Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. He's never full of anxiety. He's just a happy man. He's my radio life partner, runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Monday means... The man from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's that dude. He's mm. Theo Dorsey. Uh, Theo, th- what, what, when is the last time where you've sort of laid in bed and it's 3 a.m., you can't go to sleep, you got a million things going through your head, you've got a little bit of that shaky feeling, the, man, I, I just, I don't know, impending doom feeling. When's the last time you've gone through that? <laughs> it's hilarious because it was last night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how about night. that timing? Yeah, yeah. So, but you know what? I had a ceiling leak going on. I had like oh, God. family emergency stuff I had to detail and get with in the morning, and I had all of that in my brain. So it was a lot of a lot going on, a lot of rolling around. But guess what? Just like I always say, the sun always gonna rise in the east. That's right. And That's I got right. right on up. I see. You know and what I'm saying? And we back at it. That is that is the right way to approach life. That is not how I approach life. <laughs> I, I never say to myself, hey, it's fine. The sun will come up in the east. I brood, right, Stone? I just brood <laughs> and I sort of pout and I am a pessimist and I think, well, what's coming next? <laughs> right. Right? Like, that's my mindset. You've been with me long enough. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, bleep everything. We're bleeped. Like, that's me. For sure. It's like, yeah. it's like the, the Grinch when he wakes up and yeah. he just starts knocking stuff over. Right, right. Exactly. And so, this time of year, I'm sure there are many of you because we just got through week zero in college football and we're just through the NFL preseason. We're 10 days away from the start of the year. Mm. And many of you have what feels like a football sitting in your stomach right now. There's anxieties. There's question marks. Will my team meet expectations? Will my team exceed expectations? Is my quarterback going to be terrible? Are we going to go through a coaching change after week seven? Mm. All of those things are, are, are circling your brain right now. It's very difficult for people. This is not a mentally healthy time for football fans. For some, but then there's also some fan bases that this is the best time of the year, right? Right. Like, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, this is your time. Well, you're just living in, if you're if you're a dope, you're just living in the eternal hope yeah. of, hey, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. We're going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. And you say that every year, and you're just blissfully ignorant to the heartbreak that's going to come, because we know how this ends with boyfriend, girlfriend crying in the stands. Yes, yes, exactly. The, uh, what every do you call time. it? Surrender yeah. Cobra? Surrender Cobra. Yeah. That's right. It's it's so at least for for some fan bases that have found that that bliss, that ignorance of oh I for, you know they have the memories of place kickers right mm-hmm. because you have to mm-hmm. because you can't you can't worry about the last one you just missed you got to try and act like you know you're going to make the next one right. so for those fans this is the best time of the year but the, for the rest of us that are at least uh, objective about our uh, realistic about realistic perspectives right yeah then you know it is a very anxious time uh, so. My anxiety surrounding football, I think, is a little bit different. Sure, I I am nervous about Florida Atlantic. I was nervous until they went and took that Ooh. ass 
on mm. Saturday. 43-13 pounding of Charlotte. Just absolutely worked him. What's up, Coach Taggart? Happy birthday. It was his birthday on Saturday. Mm. FAU wins it 1-0, not only on the season, but also 1-0 in Conference USA. Mm. The final year of Conference USA. I can't wait for FAU to win that Conference USA title. Flip off the conference and go to the American. See ya. We're out. Never getting that's that tough. title back. <laughs> that's, oh, that's tough. Bold. That's that would tough. be sick, right? You, you got to. Absolutely. Win that title, smash it on the ground, and say we're going to the American. Ooh, Ooh. Just, just punt it. That'd be hot. At the trophy ceremony, Hell just, yeah. you know, Coach Hell Taggart yeah. grabs it, holds it up, uh, and then gives it a nice punt. Absolutely. Then suplexes the commissioner of the league, and then we go to the American. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Coach Taggart's too nice to do that. I'll handle it. So for me, uh, that that was nice on Saturday because you never know. FAU is a team with a lot of moving parts. They have a lot of dudes, but you don't know how those dudes are going to come together until you see it. And FAU played a clean game, overpowering game, explosive game. That was awesome. A lot of my college football anxieties, my worries were quelled, not to mention my other college football team, Illinois. They beat up on Wyoming. Wasn't expecting anything different, but they did. <laughs> so it was a good week zero for me, right? Good week zero for me. But then there's the NFL. And, yeah, sure, I want to see if the Dolphins can live up to the hype, to the expectations. I'm not worried about that, though. I'm not anxious about that. What I am anxious about is the reaction to when the Dolphins do good things, in particular when Tua does good things. This is CBS 4 out of Miami on Saturday night. This is, Stone, the first play of scrimmage for the Dolphins on Saturday night. Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek Hill. It's what we've been waiting for, Theo. Mm. Let's hear Goldie call it on CBS4. Of the season, to a little play action, and he's looking deep for Tyreek Hill. He's open, and he's got it. The cheetah is loose in South Florida. <laughs> 51 yards. Man. If you're scoring at home and you speak Spanish, 51 through the air to Tyreek Hill, the first of what I'm hoping are hundreds of connections between Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek Hill in 2022. I cannot wait. I saw that. I'm calling the FAU game, Theo, and I see that, and I say to myself, my God, here we go. Who wouldn't be excited about that? That's I mean, awesome. I mean, you know, as a Chiefs fan, I'm, I'm kind of used to it. But, yeah, but you know what? You know what? I'm glad you got your first taste of it. So, you know, I'm glad I, I to will, share that look. I'll say this, Ken. When I saw it, I kind of did a little jump and a fist pump. Yeah. And, and I know where we're headed, you know, bringing up this topic and this discussion. And I didn't think it would go to that place because me, even as somebody who's thrown footballs, was excited, thought it was awesome, thought it looked wow. good. It looked like, good. Majestic sailing through the right. air. Found your man. No, made no it complaints. catchable. No Absolute. complaints. For Are they me. talking go jackets or something? Well, I thought maybe they would be <laughs> until formerly of ESPN, Trey Wingo pooped all over my parade because this not, not six minutes after that Pass was thrown and completed. Does Trey Wingo on Twitter get on with the video of the highlight and tweet the following? I mean, that's an easy touchdown if it's thrown from a QB who Hill used to play for that he didn't call the most accurate QB of all time. Hmm. Just raining all over any good feeling because God for damn bid, we give any praise to Tua Tungavailoa for throwing a football. Tua, by the way, who was automatic on Saturday, had a perfect quarterback rating on Saturday, who orchestrated two scoring drives on Saturday and walked off the field and said, I'm ready for the season. But the deep ball he threw wasn't quite deep enough. The deep ball he threw that was completed for 51 yards just wasn't quite deep enough. God forbid the fastest player in the league maybe just has to come back for a football a little bit. And so, immediately, the discourse starts. Mm. Tua does something positive, but we have to absolutely obliterate it every time it happens. I don't understand the obsession with tearing the guy down. I don't get it. And, and, and for me, it is so anxiety-inducing because you understand, Theo, if in a preseason game, when Tua and Tyree Kill go for 51 yards, we're going to find a way to nitpick it not being good enough do you understand what the season is going to be like? It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be a dissection of every throw. Uh, oh, 
Maybe if this was an inch more ahead of the receiver, it could have been five additional yards on the play. Or, oh, if he didn't wait a split second, he wouldn't have had to fire it for a completion between three defenders. The same things that other quarterbacks do and get praised for, Tua does, and it's not good enough. It's got to be abject perfection. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. I don't know. Like, I can foresee in week 11 of the season me calling you guys on FaceTime, and I am in the corner of my room in a straight jacket, just rocking back and forth <laughs> with massive bags under my eyes and bloodshot eyes just mumbling to a, to a, to a. It'll be tough to for you to FaceTime with the Android, but that's other than that part of it. Well, fine, WhatsApp. <laughs> fine, WhatsApp. Well done. I wasn't going to go there. I am, I am already burned out, and we're not even at the season yet. It doesn't matter if it's a practice throw in training camp. Oh, let's see it in the game. All right, he does it in the game. Oh, it wasn't deep enough. He would have scored if it was. Fine, I get it. Not everybody's beloved Justin Herbert. I get it. But how many playoff games has Justin Herbert played in? Oh, the same as two and none. Take it a take it a step Get back. Get off his Hawaiian stones already, for Christ's <laughs> sake, man. It's a mystery to me because on the other side of the token, you have Mac Jones in a preseason game throwing one of the ugliest picks. I mean, Stone! Oh, that was were, terrible. There that were was not terrible. one, there were not two, not three, not four, but five Raiders <laughs> around the receiver. There's no way Mac Jones was fitting that ball in and he threw the funniest, an interception. The funniest part about that throw is every five. time I watch it back, the confidence in which he steps up oh, and makes that throw God. is so hilarious. Yeah. So, so all the time I'll, in the I'll world. answer. <laughs> I was so confused. I'll, I'll answer. For people that are confused and for Please. people listening that are confused. Mac Jones sucks. I'm going <laughs> to say it. Besides, he sucks. That's top 100 Mac Jones you're talking about. Uh, Pro Bowler. Pro Bowler Mac Jones. But for, for people Stupid. listening who are confused and Theo, you, you're not understanding perplexed. why he threw that ball. Just listen. He could not see him. The lineman in front of him was blocking the linebacker. They're body to body. It's a very normal thing. So really? He could not see him. It's That is the answer. So the he period. couldn't see that one linebacker, but what about the four defensive backs? Yeah, the, those, those <laughs> he saw four, those guys. He thought he could squeeze it in, but the one who caught the interception, he, he did not see. see. It's okay. so okay, simple. So, so that, that linebacker then took away what would have been an interception from one of the four defensive backs <laughs> yeah, that yeah. were flanking. <laughs> if, if Tua would have done like, that, it, like if Tua would have done that, it would have been told you. That, Told you. That, see, that, Told that's my you. point because now I think it's a mystery. Why are we doing this with Tua? And it, does it come down to like who you are? Yes. Like, because it's harder and to what like team you're Tua. With. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it's a team you're There's with. still oh. this mystique with the Patriots that oh, it's it, like you've got Matt Patricia. <laughs> don't be Matt jo- Patricia jo- calling the plays. <laughs> and Joe Judge. Yeah. Like, don't forget I, Joe Judge, man. Like, are you kidding me? Don't leave him out of that. But Matt Patricia. Vaunted defensive mind who's now, oh, I'm going to call the plays. I don't get that. What could go wrong? It, it's tough. It's tough because, of course, he knows, like, defensive linemen schemes and games yeah. and how to run some zone. But Bill, I don't know Bill about. Belichick might be getting a little past his prime. This is the thing, <laughs> The decision-making has been poor. We, are, we, we have been programmed to – there's no way that what Bill Belichick is doing is wrong. Of course they're his bringing Mac Jones the right way. Of course he drafted the right quarterback. Of course he's yeah. got the right personnel. Wait. He's going to basically multiple offensive coordinators just like the Dolphins failed nonsense a year ago. Learn no lesson from that crap fest. Who, by the way, he got beaten twice by that crap fest. Maybe he did just, learn that. Just want just to throw it out there. Uh, and now these, he's going the same direction, the same fault that Brian Flores did. And Mac Jones has not made one good throw all preseason. Not one single good throw all preseason. And so he throws that interception against the Raiders, and it's, ah, he's learning. I mean, Mike Tannenbaum <laughs> called him a dark horse for the MVP. I don't get it. No, no, for no. For the no. MVP. But, but then no. I, I want, He didn't say that. He did. He said it on ESPN a week and a half ago. Mike T he, is. He's, he's chugging this Mac Jones train for six months in a row. But, he, he has been. But and We're going to confront him, Stone. I decided Friday when we have him on, you, I can't do this anymore. I can't to, wait for it. Because there's no, like, give me a reason. Give me a singular reason why Mac Jones would be an MVP dark horse. Well, he didn't even. The games they won last year wasn't because of him. No. No, there was one game where he threw twice. They coddled him all year. Right. It was too windy. Too windy to throw the football. Too windy. Even oh, in the big game. Great job of handing it off, Mac. Like, 
What? What are we talking? I don't even want to discuss but, but the But Speaking of Mike Tannenbaum, nonsense. who we love dearly. We love Mike Tannenbaum yeah, he's dearly. Good guy. We really appreciate Mike T, and I think he does a really, really good job, and he's been excellent on the show. He does great stuff. But this drug morning, on Get Up this morning, I want you to listen to Mike T because speaking of football anxieties, I think Mike Tannenbaum broke Dan Orlovsky in the Tua conversation. If you think I am getting football schizophrenic, if I'm a little bit twitchy, if I seem a little bit unstable, a little bit off, about Tua, about surviving an entire season with this constant discourse over every single throw the man makes. Listen to Dan Orlovsky snap back at Mike Tannenbaum and get up when they talked about Tua. And I want you to listen to Mike Tannenbaum try and completely cut the knees out from Tua. I mean, this is, he's really, he might be the source of this entire thing. You know how the Mississippi River, the source of the Mississippi River is this tiny little lake in Minnesota, and then it flows and flows and flows, and it expands into this grand waterway, right? Mm. Unstoppable force of nature. Mike Tannenbaum is that lake in Minnesota. He says things about Tua, and then it hits the the ethosphere, okay? Mm. And it hits social media, and it turns into this grand, flowing, unstoppable force. And it is overwhelming, and Dan Orlovsky's brain is breaking, just like mine. This is from Get Up This Morning. And that's a big deal. Every time Tua throws it deep, everybody's going to react. Some people are going to say he can do it. Some people are going to say, look, Tyreek came back for the ball. Uh, he, he doesn't have the arm. The fact of the matter is the Dolphins believe they've built something around Tua Tungavailoa that puts him in a, in a position to succeed. And at the end of this season, they feel like they'll have a solid evaluation of him based on that. All right, so let's put him in position for us to really evaluate it. Dan, as we watch to him, we just saw that long throw there to Tyreek. And I will admit, and maybe this is just the way we've become conditioned to think. My first thought was don't do ball, it. A ball's underthrown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the yes. ball is underthrown. Go back on vacation, Grimmer. You guys are freaking brutal, man. Right, it's underthrown. It's right. okay. Not everybody can throw it that All right. I, this is what I want people at home to see, though. The, the speed of Tyreek Hill breeds confidence in the quarterback in Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And seeing when this ball comes out of his hands is a big deal. That's Tyreek at the bottom of the screen. This is the first play of the game. He's going to run an inside release go route. Two is throwing the ball basically right now from the 17-yard line. Now, see where the defenders are. When this ball is getting thrown, that defender is another two yards still behind Tyree Kill. But two is like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to trust that makes and just sense. throw this ball basically as far as I can. Go get it. Last year, guy in Tua doesn't make that throw. But this no. year, because of the trust in the speed of Tyree Kill, But he's he going to top it. off of the coverage. There's no one. He should throw the ball as far as he can. Uh, and have that Tyree ball goes 55 yards in the air. And if it's 57, it's a touchdown. You people, Whoa. no, everyone, I saw it yesterday. You're like, well, if this was Patrick Mahomes, it's a touchdown. Patty. Yeah, no, duh. He right. ain't Patrick Mahomes, right. guys. And He's not one of the most talented players we've ever seen at the position. The ball still goes 55 but yards Dan, in the air. As you all know, the margin of error in winning games, that could be the difference between seven and three oh, points, and that's why... My. There's still a big question mark about two. Can he get the ball down the field consistently? You guys are talking like the throw went 30 yards and died. It went 55. The the comparisons to Mahomes are going to be inevitable because that's who Tyreek left. People are not just comparing him randomly to the best quarterback in football. They're comparing him to the guy who used to throw that pass. But that's their fault. That's their problem. I'm not going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes because he's not the same guy. Uh, That's true. It's so true, and and a lot of, a lot of people want to want to point to oh well well Tyreek Hill compared him to Pat Mahomes. What Tyreek Hill was saying is that when it comes to an accurate, easy to catch ball, yeah. Tua is as good as anybody. And guess what? That's facts. Okay, he delivers them. He delivers them. He delivers them. He delivers them nice and soft into the hand, <laughs> and he is accurate. The numbers tangibly prove that. No, Ty. Tyree Kill, unless I'm missing something, never said Tua's a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes. Nah. He said that Tua is the most accurate quarterback he's ever played with. And again, the numbers back that up. Right. And then those same people, because, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I got to step out here and defend my guy, uh, my quarterback for the Chiefs. Jim and he's Stadium. all world. He's all world. He, he's one of the most talented of that have ever touched the football, but... For Patrick Mahomes, he has been taking some criticism on that. So for even Tyreek Hill to come out and say that, it it has to be at least taken as somewhat fair, somewhat fair. But so what I think both things can be true. Doing both things can be true here. If Patrick Mahomes was throwing that ball to again a guy that he's been playing football with for four years now, of course that might be a connection. That's a touchdown. 
Tua has had one training camp and a preseason game with Tyreek Hill, and he didn't get it out there far enough for a touchdown, but it's a 51-yard game. 51 yards. And if we're, if we're nitpicking at that, then what are we and really doing? What because happened at the end of that possession, Stone? Touchdown off the play action, same thing. So why is six, Mike T saying the difference between seven and three when he still got he still the got six? it done. Right. So <sighs> and and then the, you know in the replies though, what Twitter does best is keep receipts. There are dozens upon dozens of throws. Patrick, that Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes throws under throwing Tyree Hill. He has Hill. to catch him like yeah. he's, he's, he's a punt returner. Hold on, hold on now. It's, We're not going to do this. It's the same. We're not going to do this. Patty Mahomes I, I hasn't will, been in the gym this offseason. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's it's such nonsense. It and is. Don't listen, bring my guy in. It. Pat Mahomes did not sign at the time the biggest contract in NFL history for 10 years because he throws the best deep ball in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes would admit he doesn't throw the best deep ball in the NFL. Want to know why he's paid as much as he is? Because he, like Aaron Rodgers, is outstanding Mm. outside of the pocket, Mm. can throw from any arm angle on the run and pick out receivers and maximizes what he has around him. Stop acting like you have to be an elite deep ball thrower. We love Justin Herbert. We love that majestic rainbow through the air. Guess how many playoff appearances has gotten him? A big, fat goose egg. Mm. I mean, for the love of God, stop. So this is what I'm saying, though. My anxiety over this Tua discourse, I don't know if I'm going to make it through the season. How do we do this without pulling what's left of our hair out? It's insane. So I want to ask everybody, me is how do I survive to a discourse this season? Because we're going to be analyzing and overanalyzing and breaking down every throw. From a pure football perspective, now that college football is here and the NFL preseason has ended, what's your biggest football worry? Lay your anxieties on us. Let's talk through it. Let's see if we can make one another feel better. The fact that I've at least talked about it, making me feel a little bit better. I've got a little less of a pit in my stomach over it. But I, I, I don't know how this is sustainable, talking about Tua like this every throw. Now that college football is here, the NFL preseason has ended, what's your biggest football worry? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. I mean, for me, again, my biggest anxiety this football season is not what the Dolphins are going to do. It's been eclipsed by... How do I stay sane with this constant Tua discussion mm. all the time? So that's my biggest worry. That's my biggest football anxiety going into this year. You, you're you in uh, a whole different world oh, of yeah. fandom now. You've gone from the Panthers <sighs> to the Chiefs, so that's a whole new set of worries. So exactly. I've been released from the shackles of what it is to be a Carolina Panthers fan, so that's no longer my concern. I don't have to worry about Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold versus P.J. Walker. I don't have to worry about anything on that side. Can Matt Rule actually coach an NFL team to a winning season? Don't By have to worry way, about that. I will say Baker Mayfield looked excellent in their final preseason game. Oh, oh he yeah. looked great. Oh, I'm sure he did. Oh, woo. Uh, great in the games that don't matter, right? I love that about Baker. Uh, so back to a team that actually does matter, my favorite team, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm honestly really concerned, and, and Ken, maybe you can help me out with this, Stone. I, I've been – going through my house, and I'm looking at the trophy case. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it, am I going to be able to make enough room, right? Because I'm looking at a season here where it, we could be talking about MVP for right. Patrick Mahomes right. because he's been getting disrespected, and I know we'll get to the NFL top 10 yeah, that got yeah. released, and some of the names above Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. So we'll get to that later on. But I'm also looking at potentially a division title in what we've all heralded to be the best division in the NFL they give potentially of all time. No, they don't get well, trophies, well, and 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 it's just on. self-proclaimed. I'm just right saying, people have. We're all saying it. it's the best division in the NFL, and it might be the best division of all of sports uh, we, of all time. No, we think so. When the Chiefs win it this year, it will be worthy of a trophy. So I got to make room for that trophy, Lamar Hunt Trophy, then AFC title. Of course, the AFC uh, AFC title trophy, Lamar Hunt. I mean, speaking of Kansas uh-huh. City, right, right, I mean, right. what, what, can, what can you say? I, you grew up idolizing say? them. You're exactly right. And then let's talk about potentially. You know, offensive rookie of the year, Sky Moore, Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, either one of those guys can go for it. Oh man, with Patrick Mahomes, uh-huh. and then on defense, the pass rusher, the edge rusher. I can't say his last name right, but you know who I'm talking about—the guy that they got in the first round, Kernophilus, defensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year potentially. I mean, maybe even more. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to these Kansas City Chiefs, I am I am worried that 
the amount of success that we're going to enjoy this year might put things like now how am I even supposed to enjoy the success of my Miami Hurricanes or even the Miami Heat because I'm going to be so spoiled my cup runneth over mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's my biggest concern this year is just like how do I embrace every Sunday like oh my gosh another win uh Patrick Mahomes five touchdowns 375 yards mm-hmm. like what how do I even rationalize sitting down watching a game when I know the outcome already. One thing I did not account for when Theo <laughs> sat in here and picked that Chiefs hat in his new NFL fandom was the amount of delusion that was going to... Hold on uh, now. ...that he was going to be drowning in. Best offensive line in football right now. Okay, who says? I'm just letting you know, man. I mean, we got Theo Orlando says. Brown. Yeah. We got we got Creed Humphrey. The problem I mean, is... Joe then, Tooney. I mean, <laughs> shall, shall I continue? I mean, this is a squad. Top down. Top down, <laughs> Legarius Sneed on the back end. Ken, the problem is you're gonna have to you're gonna have to hear from me, Anthea. Chris I Jones? do love supporting Patrick Mahomes in those Kansas City. <laughs> That's Chiefs fine. Too. That's from, fine. I mean, from they are just a horse. They're a what they, we call a wagon in the gambling society. So I'm a big Chiefs guy. And everybody's hating the whole time. I'm not. And everybody's hating. Everybody's uh, saying the Broncos might win the division. The Raiders nonsense. might win it. The no, Chargers. Justin Herbert. No, I'm not. But I I I believe in the Chiefs. But. You're saying they're going to just be sweeping all the awards is sort of uh, I'm insane. Just, <laughs> I can see Lamar Hunt. I can see winning the AFC West. Okay. But let's let's ease off on MVP? Come these declarations. Okay, yeah. fine. MVP. MVP for, give you that. This, this is the perfect Patty Mahomes MVP season because everybody's been doubting him. Oh, he plays street ball. He's not even a top-tier quarterback. You got guys in the NFL execs not putting their name to it, but – trying to bring all these black marks up again. Now he has to stand up and be the face of black quarterbacks again and talk about how they're always getting doubted. This is the Patrick Mahomes MVP season. This is a year in which Andy Reid probably wants to make his stamp again, the most creative offensive mind right now in football. I mean, have you seen the plays in the red zone? Besides Matt Rule, yeah, I think he's up there. <laughs> so so Theo basically is worried that he, he he doesn't have enough room in his, in his home for right. trophies that the Chiefs are going to win. How can I enjoy a nice – dinner out with my fiance when it's like I, I, I've already reached the peak level of happiness every single <laughs> Sunday. It's like, how can I enjoy the little things in life when I'm so overfilled he's, with joy? He's going to be jaded by Chief's success. That's yes. He's going to lose contact with his family and, and loved ones. It's That's tough. his biggest anxiety. Uh, what is your, <laughs> with college football here and the NFL approaching, what is your biggest worry, your biggest football concern, your biggest football anxiety? We will try to be vocal Xanax for you today, okay? We're trying to be vocal Xanax for you. This is an uncertain time. Like for the Dolphins today, I'm concerned that Mike McDaniel's not going to keep Skylar Thompson, who has been dominant as the third quarterback in the Dolphins system, because we know how this game is going to go, right? The Dolphins, you're either going to release him uh, and then plan to put him back on the practice squad. He's never going to make it to the practice squad because someone's going to scoop him up. And the next thing we know, Skylar Thompson's going to be, by week 13, the feel-good story of the NFL because he's come in and rolled off three straight wins for a team that needed an emergency quarterback. Exactly. He's got Panthers written all over. Regardless, he made himself a paycheck. I have an an anxiety over that. I personally think that Dolphins should be carrying three quarterbacks, okay? like That's fine. It's unconventional, but it's also fine. And also, I feel like I'd put him right up there with Teddy Bridgewater. But I digress. What is your football anxiety right now, college or NFL? Where are your vocals annex today? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. Uh, it's 888-760-3776. Look deep into your soul and find what is giving you these, these, these feelings of uncertainty these uh, these headaches, these sleepless nights, where in your football trauma can we help you, okay? We're through the preseason, no more to be played. We're about to have our full rosters. College football, some of us have had the season start. Some of us are days away mm. from your college football beginning. Where are you at right now? What's your biggest anxiety? What is gnawing at you? 888-760-3776, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six and on Twitter at KLV one zero six three. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel five, WFLX Fox twenty nine. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN one zero six three. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN one zero six three. I swear to a higher power that it's going to be week twelve. And the Dolphins 
are tied with the Bills for the AFC East Division lead, right? And Tyreek Hill is already flirting with 1,000 yards. He's got eight, nine touchdowns. And things are great on the field. But there's still the question about arm strength and, oh, snow games are coming up. Mm. Can Tua survive in the snow? What's he going to do in the cold? You can't grip the football. Does he have the arm strength to throw a football through the wind? And you're going to tune in to WPTV News Channel 5, Mm. and you're going to see helicopter footage, okay? Of like a random Burger King. Chopper 5. Yeah, Chopper 5. It's going to be random footage from above of like a random Burger King. And the crayon's going to read, local radio host holds diners hostage. (laughs) Because I, the the breakdown I'm going to have, it's going to lead me to, and I'm not going to do anything like deadly, but... I, I am going to I am going to hold people hostage in a local fast food restaurant because I just need to talk about we'll Tua. Talk it out, yeah. I need to talk it out with the authorities about how promising Tua is and how angry I am that we're still questions about Tua. It's like the movie that's, I just watched. This, that's what is happening yeah. right now. It's like Mike Tannenbaum wants to drive me to holding people hostage in a Burger King. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who can blame you with the the ignorance that keeps on getting spilled out here, not just on Twitter? But like you said, out of guys like Mike T, out of guys like Trey Wingo of all people, I didn't know Trey Wingo would be in on the trolling. No, I, I didn't know Cameron's going to start start with Trey Wingo's because I had a sense he was trolling. Trey Wingo is a great no. sense of humor, and there were plenty of other guys like Achos who were serious about it. I, I think Trey Wingo was trolling. Oh, of course, Emmanuel Acho, I, Acho had has to be ignored it. though. Like Acho at this point is starting to reach the level of ball sack sports. Like I, when I see, <laughs> he's a tweet, like the living, breathing ball sack. Yes, he just ha- so happens to have an actual platform and actual actually be on TV, but like... What did Emmanuel Acho say? I didn't even see that. I used him as an example. As in like, <laughs> like he would have said something, but he would have been... He's actually a Tua supporter, though. He's actually a Tua... Yeah, which yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable, but there were other, That gives me a whole different sense of anxiety. There yeah. were other guys talking about, you know, him needing to be led and then trying to get X's and O's with it. That were being serious. Now, Trey Wingo, I think, was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Watch this. No, but I don't think he's doing that. No, I think part of it is it is become increasingly clear. It's a lightning rod, though, so sometimes people just want the interaction. You want clicks, you tweet about LeBron. You want clicks, you tweet about KD. And KD will even reply to you. Oh, yeah. Um, You want clicks still? Want to know how I know Colin Kaepernick was a trailblazer? Because you tweet his name and you still get reaction to Mm. it, right? Get that engagement up. And it is stunning that Tua, those, and especially Tua is in the... The conversation He's with in there. LeBron and KD of people that are going to get you clicks, in get the you NFL. attention. He's Ooh. like top five right now when it totally. comes to lightning rod subjects in the NFL. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's a stat for sure. Yeah, it, that is there. a stat. It's almost like he has taken Cam Newton's spot. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now explain. Cam. I, Cam from that I don't Super hate Bowl it year on. Anytime he said anything, anything he dressed in, anything he did on the field, any confidence he showed, click, 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 yeah, click, but click, I, yeah. click. I, I think we're now com- he's unemployed. Two is taking that. <laughs> I think where it's completely opposite though is we don't like. Tua because he's somewhat of a dork, right? Somewhat of a dweeb, right? No, I'm fine really with that. that swagger, I, we, but we don't include me. But why do we like Mac Jones? But, but, but I'm saying like because he's a patriot. But I'm saying for for the Cam dork, for Cam Newton, we didn't like him because he was cool, because he could talk a certain way, because he had some swagger. So it's like that's two, two no, 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 that was characters. that. Would, let's not mince words. Come we on. didn't like it because of the <laughs> that was racism. I was about to say that's all white guys. Like yeah, that, that was. was yeah, I mean, sure. Just say it. That's a, Cam got all the criticism he got when he was at the height of his powers because of racists. I wanted OBJ to- got a lot of that same. Cam- I think that's why the Cam Tatua thing is harder for me to side with because it seemed like there was a very clear line of demarcation of who supported Cam or felt for him or thought he was a good quarterback versus the people that thought he was sure. just a showboat or a guy that was too boisterous. You know, all the little code words. Well, like the Tua thing, thing, I think, has to do with Alabama. Yeah. I think it has to do with... Uh, no, it the, doesn't make the, sense. Uh, the ultra... And, and, and I'll, be, I'll be honest. Because like, Matt Jones is Alabama. Go for it, too. The ultra-religion... The ultra-religion, I think, yeah. plays a lot into it. But he's not even that ultra-religious, though. He's not even close to where Tebow was. It's not even... I mean, compared to Tebow... Two is a felon. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know why I went Theo, to that Theo, place. Theo. I don't know why I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know why I agree with you. Theo's well, the one. Yeah, yeah, so totally. Can. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. I just want to get an instant replay for anybody <laughs> also, at home. Also, Tebow, score. Tebow fully all encompassing sucked. Oh, he was terrible. I mean, just he was brutal. Just not good at football. I mean, it, it, Orlovsky said oh, you're acting like Tua threw it 30 yards. That's how long Tua is throwing or uh, Tebow's throwing. Football. You're talking about Tim Tebow, right? The guy who won the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 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 Matt, oh, okay. Matt Prater did more for the Broncos <laughs> yeah. that year than okay. Tim Tebow. We're talking did. about Tim Tebow. I'm just making sure we're talking about the guy who won yeah, the playoff. Yeah, game. we're talking about that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that what we're doing now? We're yeah. doing that. Well, what are you talking about? We just did it with. We do it with Justin I Herbert for weeks on end now. We do it with Justin Herbert weeks on end. Two is in that conversation as well. Where yeah, where are the playoffs at? I can't believe this. You know what? I'm glad I'm not in this realm again. I, I can be saved from conversations like but, this because I'm a Chiefs fan. Theo, this is what I'm saying: is I am going to be at at some some uh, fast food restaurant in November. Like, not putting anyone's life in danger, but barricading the doors because I need to talk to yeah. authorities. Why can't Tua get respect? Like, this gonna is like, what it's going to drive me to. Are you going to bring, bring your, like, Comrex in a headset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just set up shop in there. What, yeah. <laughs> what you need to do is work the fad, the drive-through window. So anybody, who, you know, they order and they be like, hey, what do you think of Tua? You just got to start <laughs> yeah. getting, getting, get it off your chest. Hey, did you see Tua throw for 330 the other day? How great was that, right? Yeah. Totally on the money, in stride, and making his receivers catch catchable balls. You know what they're going to say? Well, if that was Mahomes, it would have been 337. Yeah, exactly. and, then, and, then, and then what happens? Yeah, some dude rolls through. He's like, oh, well, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Holmes would have thrown the 58 yards for a touchdown. And then, you know what I do? I take the fries and I go, (laughs) (laughs) little loogie right in him. And then hand it to him still? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, You just shake it around a little. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You might might be on the uh, victim side of the holdup at that point. That's... Give me wow. supportive words about two when you're in the drive-thru come you know, November. I'm you, just saying. You know, okay. the worst Stay part less. about it, Ken, is you can't hide. Like, you, you can't, you know, on Twitter you have the, the tool to mute words. You can't mute Tua, right? Because you need to see no. what he's doing. And like, also, you can't hide. It's going to come from somewhere. In my profession, I can't hide from it. Yeah. I'm not going to jump on the air every day and do Drew Locke back up Seattle talk. Mm. Not doing that. I got I to gotta, gotta take all this stuff in. It just sucks, man. We've seen that guy rap on the sidelines, though. Wow, I mean, he's incredible. He's totally easy. Uh, such hey, what, a dude. What we're going to do is like Mac Jones. We're always going to, we're waiting. We're waiting. He's there. He's got the tools. He's got all that stuff. Meanwhile, he's throwing into seven defenders. Like, yeah. my anxiety over this is so high. What is your football anxiety? We're done with the preseason. Three games, psh, done. On to the regular season. We're 10 days away from that whole thing starting. College football's underway for some. The vast majority gets underway Saturday. We're about to see the Canes for the first time. What is TVD going to be? What are the Mario Cristobal mm. Canes going to look like? What about Billy Napier and Florida? What are they going to look like? Uh, I know we got a lot of Ohio State and Notre Dame fans down here. Uh, Notre Dame fans, are you worried your, your new feel-good coach, he's going to get absolutely beaten down at the horseshoe? What are your anxieties, your worries right now when it comes to football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Let's start with Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. I just wanted real quick uh – Channel my inner Mike Tannenbaum, so you know, uh, you know, JMP, uh, you know, yeah, 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 no, Tua can't throw. No, I'm a Tua lover. In Tua, I trust. I-T-I-T. Let's go to a tongue of Iloa. Dolphins are going 12-5 and five this year. Mm. They're going to be oh. one behind the Bills. The Bills are going to be 13-4. and four. The Dolphins are going to get the fifth seed. They're going to play the Bills in the AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. Let's go, Miami. Oh, My one so anxiety high. is injuries. Yeah. We're leaving, we're leaving the team And I think there. everybody, and appreciate the call, Leo, I think everybody's anxiety definitely is, is injuries in yeah. that spot. But I, listen, I also, I, I can say it with confidence. If Tua sucks, I'm going to call it out. Tua sucks. Okay? I'm going to. I'm going to. But this is unsustainable, this breakdown of every throw. Almost to where it feels like he's destined to fail even if he's not failing per se, we give different benchmarks to different people. Mac Jones could have similar numbers to Tua this year, and we're going to say, oh, Mac is on the rise. Meanwhile, Tua's going to be a bust. Yeah. And I really do think at the crux of the entire thing is the franchises they play for. The Patriots will always get the benefit of the doubt. Bill Belichick will always get the benefit of the doubt. Meanwhile, for the Dolphins, it's up. Oh, same old Dolphins. 
I really, truly think that's the case. To a point where I think people are rooting to see Tua fail. People are rooting to see Tua and Tyreek Hill blow up. They don't want to believe the Dolphins can be good. They don't want to believe that maybe, just maybe, it's a combination that can work with a weird, unique head coach. They, it, if the Dolphins succeed with two of the way he throws and with Mike McDaniel as head coach, it will blow up the norms of what we know to yeah. be successful in pro football. And I think some people have a hard time wrapping their head around the Dolphins succeeding with this current makeup of what they have. I think what you just, and it's, it's sad we, it took us 45 minutes to kind of get to this, but one of the points you just made, I mean, McDaniel looks... I mean, the stuff he's scheming up and how open the receivers were for not just Tua, but even like your guy, Skylar Thompson. Yeah. I mean, it's making it move. It, it looks great. <laughs> it looks, oh my gosh. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> I didn't even catch it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, he's, uh, it's so he's, hot. He's getting excited yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch it again. He's getting a little, uh, it's just good stuff. But I do, but. I truly do. Th- and, and I know that people are like, oh, for the glizzy grip. All Ken, <laughs> okay. all Ken does is just whine and complain about the Dolphins and about two and about the treatment. But listen, it's the same thing we went through with the Heat, right? Like yeah. The Heat weren't pretty enough. You needed to see Jason Tatum win. You needed to see the vaunted Celtics win. Uh, the Heat went through long stretches. They didn't win quarters. Think about that. They didn't win now quarters. that we're this far removed from that, how absolutely ass backwards insane those conversations, serious conversations that were had mm. out of Bristol, Connecticut, the most influential sports network in the world, about how the Heat weren't winning enough quarters in the playoffs. And I'm telling you, we're going down the same road with the Dolphins because the head coach is weird and because the Tua Tyreek combination. People are rooting for Tua to fail, and people inherently don't like Tyreek Hill and don't think that it's a match. I'm telling you, and it's the Dolphins. There's a it's reason not to, to like Tyreek Hill, though. Sure, I mean he has his, he comes sure. with his flaws, but yeah. as a football player, that guy's damn Definitely. good. And, and and Ken, there's uh, I'm surprised there's you know you haven't brought up the fact that it's quite possible they go 0 and four to start this season. Like that is not a friendly schedule. No, it's not friendly. But off. then also after that. Tell me what the schedule's like after that. Yeah, then it they're goes almost a lot of, all winnable. Yeah, it's a lot of Jets. It's a, yeah. yeah. It turns and then into they a, go out to the Chargers. That'll be tough. Mm-hmm. That's the game I have circled. So we finally get Tua versus Herbert. We'll Ooh. call that the Mike T Bowl. Yeah. Ooh. Oh God, yeah. I can't wait for that one. But it's just it's gonna get worse, right? If this guy's not, you know, converting on third downs or completing balls in the red zone, and they do go one and three or zero oh and four, I mean, I don't know if he, this guy's able to recover from it. Like it's gonna be really hard. You sound like. Get up from Friday, yeah. from Thursday, no, dude. The world's gonna collapse uh, with the amount. Should Tua of keep nonsense. his job if the Dolphins go one and three? So, should he keep his? Yes, because they played the toughest I schedule. In the NFL. I would never bench him. I would never do it. Yet. I'm just saying the world will collapse like on him mentally with what we're seeing uh, in the preseason. I already I just want to unhook my mic and bludgeon myself in the temple. I, I mean, it, it, I need to see my blood. It's I need real to stuff. see my blood right now. I think Tua <laughs> and the Dolphins. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think two and the Dolphins will be fine uh, in in the first four games of the season, and and part of it is again just what I saw from the play calling, and I think when you have those kind of weapons like Tyreek and Waddle and Jacecki and Mostert well, and Edmonds, maybe maybe Jacecki. Well, I mean, I don't he's know. been a little Jacecki. Yeah. I, he'll, he'll figure it out. Ugh. Was that good stuff? No, it was, that one was not good. Uh, Kevin is in West Palm. What's up, Kev? <laughs> Yo, fellas, what's up? What's up, man? The show. Thank you. I have one. I have one anxiety. I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. Okay. And I am definitely afraid of Lamar Jackson getting hurt before he gets his big contract. Mm. Yeah, and that's even forget from a fan standpoint for Word. a second, Kevin. That's like from a, a football fan standpoint, from a human human yeah. standpoint, because this dude has been nothing but a highlight, nothing but. Uh, a winner his entire time in the NFL, defying norms, defying the same sort of criticisms, di- different different uh, particular criticisms, but same level of criticism that Atui gets. Yeah. Uh, a guy who broke through in the playoffs is still saying he's not a top 10 quarterback. I'm with you, Kevin. I I have worried about that, that just from a life standpoint, from a wanting a good person to get something good happening to him, I do get concerned about that. 
Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, the one thing I'll say too, though, is is I do just have faith in Lamar Jackson's ability to be evasive, elusive. He's done it his whole career, dating back to yeah. high school and, and middle school. One year, one year where he got banged up, and it wasn't like it was because he got plowed running, you know, a twenty yard scamper. It's just like it, some of these injuries are going to happen throughout your career. But yeah. Lamar Jackson, and he also beefed up this off season. Yeah, we saw him. He's jacked, and they also improved his offensive line. And they got him another tight end in there. Like, I think they'll play it the right way. I just, like you said, I hope there's not some kind of freak accident type is, thing that is there anything, derails this. Is there, yeah, I agree. Is there anything to be said, though, for the pitchfork people or the court of public opinion? Like, I don't think we will let them screw Lamar over if he does get hurt. Oh, they better like, pay him. Like, like, that I mean, got paid. Like, I think we, whether it's the media or fans, like, Harbaugh knows. Like, I'm not going to get away if this guy does tear his ACL this season or, or some freak injury. I'm not going to get away with not paying him what he I'm deserves just, to be paid. So I, I'm not, not worried about it in that sense. He can go get hurt. I still trust that he's going to get his money. I would hope. but I would hope too, but in the NFL, you just I never just know. don't. It, it, Lamar's it's everyone's, so he's, dicey. He's our baby. He's everyone's baby, I, I get but a sense. And it happened for Dak. It happened for Dak. Sure. We remember that because when Dak went down, sure. what was that, like week two, week yeah. one? It was early. We were like, everybody was like, yo. He might have just lost forty million a year, like going forward, off of just because they couldn't get the contract worked. I out. will give Jerry Jones credit though. Like Jerry Jones, I don't think had ever had any intention yeah. of not paying Dak. They were just trying to figure out the right timing and trying to figure out what exactly it should it should be. But I don't think he was going to pull anything. And I don't think the I was going to say okay. So where, the I was say, where are you going know. with this? Are you saying Harbaugh doesn't or has at times not had the intentions to pay this man? No, his you're money? right. <laughs> you're, you're you're probably right about that. And I think I'm just being overly cynical about the entire thing. With the Ravens, I'm just not sure. Jerry Jones has shown an affinity to like ride for his guys, and Dak is one of his guys, so he. He made right by him. Yeah, I don't know what the Ravens are going to do, but I do know that Lamar Jackson's you know a top five quarterback, top seven, whatever you want to do with it, and deserves to be paid as such. And he's twenty what four years old? Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. He's an MVP. We we are trying to to bring you through some sports therapy today. We have a bowl of Xanax or a a, a bowl of clonazepam if you need it. Okay, you've got that feeling of anxiety. College football, NFL. When we return, Stone is going to give you his Canes, his Canes anxiety. Because if there's one team, team that Stone roots for, it's the Canes. He's really a, how can I make my most money? What player can I get behind? But Stone, the Canes love is true. It is strong. He's got anxieties because this is certainly a year where there's a ton of hype. You see it with the ticket sales. You see it with the social media posts. You see it with the preseason polls. What's the anxiety for Stone? We'll find out when we come back. What is your football anxiety, college or NFL? Because, baby, we're in it in college football. NFL, we're about to be there. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. And, hey, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. To learn more today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What's your football anxiety on this Monday? We're through the games that didn't count. We're into real-life football now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Stone's biggest cane anxiety when we return. He's Theodore WP WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm looking forward to this because Mr. Cocky Kane over there, Theo, mm. he's been on one all offseason, whether it be TVD, whether it be the defense, whether it be Cristobal, the coaching staff. The recruiting. The recruiting, for sure. He's been you, all over Like, that. you didn't see him when you were at ACC media. I'm sorry. 
Come on ACC now. ACC kickoff. Get it right, man. They're not going to let me back if you keep screwing up the name. <laughs> Trust me, I don't know if they are. Like, you, <laughs> By the way, you know what makes me feel bad? <laughs> the, you're the parfait guy around the office. Dino we, Babers like, is not. <laughs> we, I, we, we had so much fun with Dino Babers, sometimes at his expense, uh, when he was on the show. Yeah. And he is, in almost everyone's book, the first coach fired this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the odds-on favorite. Scott Frost is coming, though. Oh, God. That's coming on. He, the man's he's he's making his way. Well, Scott Frost has been asking for it. He's been asking for it. But Dino had a ten win year at Syracuse. That should buy you ten years. I know. That's the thing. As soon as you sign at Syracuse, it should be a fifteen year deal. Yeah, like he won ten games though at Syracuse. Right. What is the recruiting pitch? Like, hey. I mean, he told us the recruiting pitch. But I was, but it's, was yeah in Eastern Illinois. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was you Eastern know what? I just realized that. We asked the Syracuse head coach what his recruiting pitch was, and he gave us the Eastern Illinois recruiting pitch when he was there. He doesn't Does even mean, have enough confidence in the Syracuse recruiting <laughs> pitch to put that out into the ether. Don't do not do that because that's not how the conversation went. The conversation came up because of Southern Illinois. and, and where I, I remember it differently. <laughs> hey, who knows what happens. What happens in Charlotte stays in Charlotte. But, like, what is yeah. the recruiting pitch? It's like, hey, uh, it snows 18 feet a year here, okay? Oof. And uh, you play in a characterless, dilapidated dome, uh, and... Uh, there's no good high school football talent <laughs> in Western New York and you get upstate to meet New York. Boheim, uh, you know, you get to watch yeah. some basketball games. Nobody cares about you. Uh, this is truly a, a basketball school, and the last really good player we had played here 30 years ago with Donovan McNabb. Come play for the Orange. The Carrier Dome is dope, though. I love it. No, it's I lo- not. I, I heard it's watch- bad. I heard it's really bad. It's not. Good. <laughs> what does bad mean? How is the dome bad? How Don't they it- like have no AC or something like that? Something going on in there. Somebody told me something recently about the well, Carrier Dome. Well, they just Dome. redid it. Oh, they just freshened it up. Mm-hmm. What, it is what it is. What I will say, though, is you can say you're an Orangeman. I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, now you're just an Orange. They're not the Orangemen? They're not the Orangemen anymore. They haven't been for quite some time, actually. But they still say that, though. The Orangemen. If no, they still they, say they it, they don't, though. The school does not call themselves the Orangemen anymore. Yeah, but damn, they, what they call themselves, what they, do we say? The Orangemen. No, who's we? Me. Because... <laughs> But when did they stop the Orangemen? Here come uh, the like Orangemen. Years ago. Oh, because of the whole man yeah. thing? Because yeah. there's women that play sports there? Yeah. Orange woman, it doesn't fly. No, it's the orange. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the orange. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but, but back to... My favorite color. We so. went off on a Syracuse tangent. That was <laughs> weird. Um, but what I was saying is you couldn't see it because you were in Charlotte, but Stone, every day he would come in, and we're, he knows we're going to talk Canes, especially the day we were going to have Mario Cristobal and the Canes players on, and he was just glowing, dude. Yeah. He was absolutely glowing. I've never seen him like it before, just giddy with excitement. Um, and so uh, we're talking sports anxieties. Sports anxieties today. Okay, football, football anxieties yep. in particular, because this is the time of year that you're just full of worry, right? Because you don't know. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of questions, a lot of question mm-hmm. marks. The Canes, there's so much hype, dude. So, so much, and you're perpetuating a ton of it. But you've got to have a little bit deep inside, a little bit of doubt, a little uh oh. Like they they need to pass this test. Oh, absolutely. Right. And first of all, I appreciate Cocky Kane. What a, a beautiful nickname. I'm going to try to keep that Cocky one going. Cocky Kane stole the I love that one. The Cocky Kane. <laughs> the Cocky Kane's just really awesome. But you know what I am? Captain Cocky. Anxiety's already started to boil just thinking about it and getting ready to talk about it. But it's September 17th. Texas mm. A&M. Going into College Station. Station. Jimbo I, Fisher. I have a weird feeling. Prime gonna, time. I'm going to take that <laughs> take that cocky cane backside. You, 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 you know, I, I'm afraid my backside will get taken. <laughs> because, because, you got to clip that. <laughs> because, because Go this, ahead and edit that up. Because I'm not excited for this game whatsoever. I, I, I find it somewhat of a lose-lose situation if they don't completely ball out the gym and beat these guys up because it's a tough task going into college station regardless right we're at 16 preseason they're sitting at six I just think if we lose this game you know open the floodgates right but, but here's what I'll say to that and here's where I'm I'm here for you I'm gonna be the comforting hand on your shoulder um, like that one Bible verse where there's the footsteps in the sand and then they end you see it in a lot of people's bathrooms mm-hmm. this is where I yes. pick you up and I carry oh, you yeah. times one, get tough through the storm feet. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry I haven't I, I don't do church um, so so what I'll tell you is that it should have no bearing on what we have already discussed the goals of the season are do not believe this is a national championship year, a college football playoff year for Miami, okay? Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. We have said from day one that the goal should be going to Charlotte, not even winning the ACC title mm-hmm. game, but going to Charlotte. You know what happens if you lose to Texas A&M to that goal? Not a damn 
thing. Mm. Not one singular that, thing. That that's correct. And I appreciate that. And you're gonna need to help, you know, preach that to me come come, you know, that beatdown if if that's the case. But what I'm worried for is the narrative being spit out there that from from guys like Tree Wango, like guys we've already addressed that Oh, of course, Miami's not ready to contend with some of the best top five teams in the yeah, country right now. Like, not. They're not there. I'll tell you right now. Not, and right, Trey Wingo don't, did not say that. I You're know, just using him as a, yeah. I just want to make sure we're not bagging too just, hard on things Trey Wingo didn't say. <laughs> so I just think like that's what I'm more afraid of. And I know that's probably the case. Like We can all agree that they're probably not ready to contend with the no, top I, five I teams in the country. I think they're definitely not. I don't think it's probably. I but think yeah. it's definitely. Texas and that's I just, okay. Texas and they beat Alabama last year. Right. I just don't want. That Alabama. The Alabama that stumped us into the ground week one. Texas and m beat them. Right. Yeah, I just don't want that out in the open, right? I don't want fans jumping on with it and just kind of just slamming the hammer down on us. Like, I don't think there's any need for it. I think we all do know the goal for the season. Well, Kane's fans are notoriously impatient and mm-hmm. uh, largely immature in matters like this. So I see where you're coming from from there. But yeah. don't get sucked into that because you're actually rational, okay? I hear you. Um, so if if the Canes not only go to Texas A&M, Theo, but get absolutely manhandled, you know what? It doesn't bleeping matter. shouldn't. It doesn't at all. And they'll be double-digit dogs, right? They should be. Yeah, they probably should. On they the road at, at A&M? I, I don't think so. They'll really? be double-digit dogs. I right? think they're probably it's, 10 and a half, 11. If they're double-digit dogs, the money that will be poured in on Miami will change it back Foolish. to a single digit. I'm going to give you a name, Anaya Smith. He went to my alma mater <laughs> at, in, in Houston. That dude is Dog. one of the best playmakers in college football. What position does he play? He plays like receiver and running back, good, so they, they move him around good, a little bit. Because Haynes King just got named the starter, and he stinks. So well, that, the ball might not get your boy his eyes. They spent. put the ball in Smith's hands, and he scores. He did it against Alabama. No, I know. I and know. it's going to get ugly. Ken Levick alive, ESPN 106.3, WUUB Jupiter. Uh, I want to make sure that we get to the phones before we take a break, and we'll give a formal start to our number two. Nice. But uh, let's go to Devin Imboka on Ken Levick alive. Hey, Dev. What's going on, Ken? What's going on, brother? The voice of reason, as always. <laughs> What's now, going on, Devin? Now, my. Check this out with Miami. I like the way that you got your radio voice on and you're trying to make it sound all cool. Okay, don't expectations. <laughs> They're not ready to compete. Blah, blah, blah. Just hit it straight up, man. For 20 years, Miami has been un- irrelevant. Uh-huh. I love Stone. Miami is going to get smoke from Texas A&M. Right now, Miami is at number six because of the ticket. Because they Miami. Every time they got a nuke, they have the Willingham guy. Oh, Miami is going to They got smoke. They got the 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 Cuban guy. I forgot his name. There was such hype around him. No, <laughs> no, and now they bring it. No, the one before Cristobal Diaz, oh, Manny Diaz, Diaz, whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah. Same hype along the drain. Now they got Mario Cristobal <laughs> now, and my everybody's hype on Miami. But you here trying to say, okay, Stone, we know, boom. Just hear it to him straight. Miami <laughs> is not going to be in the college football playoff. I mean, Miami is I, not going to have a successful season. I just fully season. admitted on air that they were going to take my backside. No, I wasn't but, over but, here no, going yeah, to say what that. What Devin said is he doesn't think they're ever going to get to the college football playoff. I, they, that's not, not, not this year. Not this oh, yeah, year. They're trying to get there for the yeah, last 20 years. Not this year. So that's, that's just crash. That's one Miami thing. Next thing. With the Dolphins, do not let that 48-10 game last night fool you guys. This is still my Patriots division. You guys ain't going to win nothing. Tua Tanga by a lower. Miami <laughs> Dolphins the is Patriots not division. going to make it to the playoff. So please calm you guys' anxiety and calm all this. Do you everything you guys got going about Miami. Okay? Your two Miami teams are Belopa, and we will see where they fall at the end of it. Hey, Devin, you just said it's the Patriots division? <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, our off. I am. My anxiety is about my offense. I I got that. But at the I end w- of the day, I would I would say that's a good yeah. place to start. You also lost. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I still don't see you guys. At the end of the day, I still don't see Miami just taking it from us like that. I know we don't have the team and our offense, our quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I still don't think Miami is gonna. Uh, I still don't think you guys are gonna like. Uh, Devin, Devin, you know I love you. You know I love you, and I appreciate you calling to ether us. Like, you you just went down the line. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Just ethered us on our own show. But and he, nobody even claimed Miami was going to a national championship. So the one point that he thought he was making was uh, but, never the case. But once he called the AFC East <laughs> the Patriots division. No, I'm sorry. That was Tom Brady's division. And when Tom Brady left, right, it right. no longer was the Patriots right. division. Josh Allen's division. It's now Josh Allen's and the Bills division. I am fully fine calling it Josh yeah, Allen's no doubt. division. It is, and it will be for the next decade unless Tua does rise and contend against him. And we'll see what happens. But this year, the Dolphins do stand a chance. Hey, real quick, speaking of the Bills, the next time 
that you're thinking about drafting a player, maybe know a thing or two about that player. That's all I'm saying, okay? Mm. Um, because based on what we know now uh, and when it happened, probably should have known a little bit more about Matt Razor than you did before yeah. you drafted him. They were so mesmerized by the lick. Uh-huh. That yeah. is ugly. Before we go to break, do you guys know the odds to win the ACs where the Dolphins are? They got to be second. They, they are second. But I don't know what the – And they're pretty – It's Plus pretty, 300. Nice, very nice. Plus 350. Oh, nice. Which is, which is the lowest oh, no. The lowest the Finns have been to win the AFC East in, I think, like 10 years. It's like that, right? It's amazing what happens when you get a coach who knows what he's doing and there's only one offensive coordinator and you go get the best receiver, arguably, in football. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm. It's Smart not moves. a hard game. Football is not a difficult game. Uh, when we come back, as we're woefully late, uh, we are going to formally start our, our number two, including, is Tom Brady okay? That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.